0: few weeks Pastor Sam has been teaching on the Christ and who he is and what he has done for us and how how we ought to live because of his finished work on the cross and we are going to continue that today and uh, I believe this series is, this series is very important uh, and not only for unbelievers you know, when we talk of the message of the cross or, you know, what Christ has done for us on the cross, sometimes we tend to believe it's only, you know, for the unsaved to bring them into Christ. But I believe it's also for us believers as well. And, you know, in, in 1 Corinthians 1.18, it says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to them that are perishing. And it says, But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Mm-hmm. So Paul, mm-hmm. Paul talking that even to him, that message of the cross is is still important to him. It is the power of God, and to us mm-hmm. now is the power of God. So the message of the cross is not just for unbelievers; it's for us. The same message mm-hmm. that brought us into the faith is what is going to sustain us to the coming of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm. And in, in First Timothy, First Timothy two four, he says, it says that um. Who will have all men, talking about Jesus, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. So to be saved first, then to continue and come to the knowledge of truth. So after being saved, we still need that message. We still need, you know, the message of the cross. We still need the message of the resurrected life of Jesus to continue in the faith and to be who God wants us to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. So, um, yeah, so as I said, I'm going to also talk on the Christ and the finished work of Christ on the cross and what we ought to do as believers and what we have at our disposal. Sometimes, you know, we don't access it, but we have a lot at our disposal. So we'll be looking at a few things concerning that. You know, the gospel or this message is all we have and all we have to live for, all we have to celebrate, you know, all the days of our lives. So we don't set Mm -hmm. apart maybe a season or three days or a day to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord, but it's something we celebrate every day in our lives. It's something Mm -hmm. we celebrate every single day in our lives. And I believe Paul, Paul understood this truth. And when you see even the way he writes his letters to the churches, in First in Corinthians 2, uh, let me start from 1 and 2, it says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything amongst you, say Jesus Christ, and him crucified. You know, Paul here, as the shepherd or the leader of the church, it's like you go to a church and the pastor is saying, you know I don't care about your marriages. I don't care about your finances. All I want to know is Jesus. You know, where you stand in Christ. And that's all we need. That's all we need. That's all we need. Because in, in Jesus Christ, we have the fruitful marriage that we want. In Jesus, we have that fruitful life that we want. So that's all, that's all the risk to this faith that we proclaim now. And last we saw in 1 Corinthians 15. That if Jesus has not resurrected, then what we believe is, is, is just futile. We are just wasting our time. So that is all that's important, and that is what we have to celebrate every day in our lives, and not, you know, a particular day, a particular season. We say, yes, indeed, Jesus is risen. Every single day, He's risen in our lives, and we need to Amen. celebrate that. Amen. 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 And, you know, another thing is Jesus did not die for us, you know, just for our sins only, that we'll go to heaven. Yes, he died for us, but, you know, he forgiving our sins is just an access to other things that he wants to do in our life. It's just an access to, to the fullness of everything that he wants to give unto us. So if we just end at, you know, okay, I'm saved now and that's it, you know, I no longer need, you know, the Jesus message and some people will even say, oh, right now, let's do it, Let, let's talk about other things you know, then I believe we are missing something because we, the forgiveness of sin is just an access to the other thing, the, an access to, to the fullness of life that we have in Christ. Amen. 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 So I've, bro- I've broken this down into um, about five points which I want to share. And I pray we'll have enough time to look at it and pray a little bit at the end of it. So the first point I put here is Christ is God's everything to us. Christ is God's everything to us. Everything we, we we ever expect or expected God or want to even expect God to give us is in Christ. He's got everything to us. He's got everything to us. In first John 1 15 and 16, it says John bear witness of him and Christ, saying, This is he whom I speak he that cometh after me is preferred before me for he was before me and of his fullness have we received mm. the Bible says of his fullness have we received we in, that means you see we, we know Jesus we know Jesus Christ and we know that he was a man without sin and we, we know the miracles and the things that he performed we know no amount of temptation by the devil could get to him we know we know you know when he spoke the people marvel. They wondered, you know, what manner of authority is that this man is speaking with? And the Bible says that of his fullness have we received. We've received him with all the power and everything that he had. So it's like we are like him now. We have everything that he had. The Bible says of his fullness. And even in Colossians, the Bible says that he pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. That is Jesus mm-hmm. whom we have now. Hallelujah. So, I mean, yeah. in, in, so in the faith or in God, what else do we want? What else do we want? And even in Colossians 2, when you read further, it says that the fullness of the Godhead dwell in him bodily. And we have that Jesus now. So indeed, Jesus is God. everything to us. We need nothing out of Christ. Absolutely yeah. nothing. Absolutely nothing. So now that we are in Christ, we just have to stay to the things that he has given us and not look elsewhere. You know, I know a lot of believers facing, you know, one or two challenges, and it's like, okay, well, and you see sometimes they, they get upset with even God, and okay, let's look elsewhere, maybe, you know. And, you know, I'm just thinking, okay, so where else can you go outside Christ? Where else? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if God cannot solve your issue, if Christ cannot solve your issue, then, I mean, then that's it then you just have to make up your mind that it cannot be solved that's it but mm-hmm. there's no other place we can go to jesus is mm-hmm. everything that we need and if we are in mm-hmm. him now we just have to remain in him and search the things that he has given unto us amen hallelujah whatever we need our victory our breakthrough our faith power wisdom even holiness everything is found in him You see, no amount of living in a a certain way will cause more of God to come in you. And, you know, sometimes we tend to believe certain things. And even, okay, maybe if I fast more, you know, I'll have more of God in me. And, you know, we tend to believe in our prayers and in our fastings. So maybe you lay your hands on the sick and the sick can heal. Then you tell people, you know, I I prayed for 12 hours before this happened. You know, I mean, is the power in your prayer or the power in Christ in you? Mm. Hallelujah. Christ Amen. in us is everything that we need. Everything we are is him. And everything we have is in him as well. Hallelujah. In Colossians 3, Colossians 3, 4, it says, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear. Christ, who is our life, our life, shall appear. Hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians 6.20, it says that for we are bought with a price. We are bought with a price. So now my life does no longer belong to me. You know, so when Jesus, when God looks at me, he sees Christ because the life I now live, you no, know, is Christ. The life I now live is Christ. He is, he is my life. Hallelujah. And, you know, let me use this as an example. You know, Our brother, Marin, went all the way to Nigeria. Mm. (laughs) You know, (laughs) he has been in Orlando for several years. He did not find any dancer there. He went all the way to Nigeria,
1: and Mm. he found a dancer.
0: That was a message. He he found a dancer, and he paid something called bride price and presented some other things, and they handed over the lady to him. And the lady now bears his name to Sinman, I saw that she changed her name on Facebook and Instagram, Tosin Man. You know, <laughs> you know she, she now bears her husband's name. And, you know, now everything that Meryn owns is hers. Yes. Not because of anything she did, but Meryn pre- paid the price on her behalf. Mm. Hallelujah. Mary paid the price on her behalf. So, mm-hmm. And even if, if, if Tosin's dad wants access to her now, she needs... He he needs to ask Marin. Oh, you know, I I want I want Thorsten to come over for a month, and Marin will give him permission or not. He can choose, because he Mm. now he now I mean, Thorsten now bears Marin's name. Hallelujah! And that's what has happened to us in Christ. Amen. he paid he paid the price for us. So now we now bear his name, and everything he has is ours as well. We are co-heirs with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he is our strength. He is our salvation. He is our life. In Psalm 27, we see a lot of this. In, in, he is our sanctification, our righteousness. The Bible says that in Christ is the power and wisdom of God. And this Christ is in us. I, I believe sometimes we underestimate ourselves. And that's what even makes us live the way we live. You know, because I know that I'm a career. Of the, whole, the the Christ that you know shook the whole world, and you know even the, the wisdom of this world could not fathom who he was those days. If I know that he is in me, I will not live in a particular way. Mm. You know, it is just like maybe Obama's daughter. I mean, they don't live just anyhow because they are the president's daughters. You know, they can mm. they cannot just live anyhow so if we know that indeed christ the king of kings dwells in us you know there is a way that we will talk mm. hallelujah we will talk like hallelujah. the way he talks we'll talk mm-hmm. like the way he talks hallelujah and we'll do the things that he does mm. in christ we are complete yes. We are complete lacking nothing mm. in romans 8 Romans 8, 31, 32, he says, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Hallelujah. We are complete in him. There's no other source of power that is true. Every other source of power is false. In Christ, is everything, every power, and everything, everything that we need. I just want to drum this down. So we know that once we are in Christ, we we don't need any other thing outside Christ. All we need is to search the the deeper revelations in Christ, and the things that He has freely given unto us, and that is to possess our possessions in Him. We don't have to look elsewhere. Amen. In Him is all power. In Him is all authority. You know, some people seek strength by going to the gym, you know, and by working out and all that. But even after doing all that, there's still somebody who can beat them up. You see, all those things are temporary <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I, I used to go to the gym about two years ago, and, you know, I used to go consistently, and I stopped for about two months, and all my muscles just finished. You know, I, I couldn't, I was like, ah. so is this what this is about? I just lost hope. You know, since I have not said that I mean I mean I cannot live my life like this just to depend on something temporal. I just stop for two months and everything is gone. I mean no, but in Christ every investment is worth it. It's not taken away from you.
1: <laughs> Hallelujah.
0: No. I believe that's why the scripture will even say that godliness profits all things, but physical exercise profits little. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. In him is our everything, our strength, our everything. The second point I have here, the cross is our access point to everything that Christ has provided for us. Yes, so Christ is our everything, but how do we get access? The cross. And what is the cross? His death and his resurrection. And that's the access point. The cross gives us a legal right to everything. It gives us a legal right. So we are are not disobeying any law when we possess the things that he has given unto us or when we possess the mm-hmm. things that are his. No. In fact, if Mary if Tosin goes to sit in Mary's car and she says this is our car, no one can no one can question her because it's indeed their car. Because Mary went to pay the price so she has the legal right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's the same that's the same and, access and, we have now to be co-heirs with Christ. We have the legal right because Christ has paid the price. No one can question that. But sometimes the, the devil tries to play on people's minds. Or maybe you are sick and you are asking God for healing. You are possessing, possessing your healing possession in Christ. And are you sure you can be healed? I mean, who is the devil to ask you that question? You have the legal right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. At the cross, Christ, Christ made total, complete payment and provision for every need of man. He made provision for us at the cross. The Bible says in 2 Peter 1, it says that according to His divine power has He given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue. Hallelujah. He has given us all things that pertain to life and to godliness. Amen. Christ Christ also gave us complete dominion and victory over sin and the devil. Hallelujah. He gave us victory by the devil. So, what, you know, when, the, when when someone says that, you know, maybe the devil is tormenting me or, you know, we need to pray against, you know, even when we make those prayers, we pray from a point of victory. And we don't even, we don't pray for victory. We pray from victory because we are already victorious. Mm-hmm. Un, unless mm-hmm. we pray with some other powers, that's when it's like you are trying to fight. Mm-hmm. So, in, in fact, when we are rebuking the devil and all those things, I don't see it as a fight because, I mean, It's like maybe a one-year-old baby trying to fight you. It's not actually a fight because you just kill him or her. I mean, you know. Yeah. Christ has given us that complete dominion and victory. You know, the devil is a defeated foe. We're fighting Mm. from victory and not for victory. Mm. Mm. You know, so as Christians, we we shouldn't even say things like, you know, the devil is trying to enter my I mean... What's the right and authority that the devil have to enter your family or your life or in, in, to touch anything that belongs to you? What right does he have? If Christ has paid it all and we are in Christ. You know, and I, you know I believe some, because of some of these things, that's why scripture says, for lack of knowledge, my people perish. Because people are in Christ and they don't know some of these things. And some know, but they don't even know how to take authority in some of these things. So the devil is just tormenting them. Tormenting them. It's like you're in your own father's house. He has everything that you need, and, but you are still there hungry. You are still there you know, naked, not having anything to wear. Meanwhile, you have clothes. All you have to do is just open the wardrobe and wear them. Open the fridge and eat all you, all you can eat. But we are there in the mansion, and, and we are hungry. Mm. Hallelujah. He has given us complete dominion. And complete victory amen. amen the third point I have here and the cross is the basis of our calling and qualification for everything the cross is the basis of our calling and qualification for everything you know the world has its own system is based, it's, it's based on performance and merit you know mm. you work hard maybe you get paid more or you have to do everything you have to do something to get you know They always say, okay, well, there's nothing free. You always have to work for something. But in Christ, you know, it is the grace system. We don't have to work for it. He has paid it all. He has paid it all for us. At the cross, we are qualified for our godly inheritance. Despite our human weaknesses and inadequacies, we are qualified. Mm. You You know, in the Old Testament, they had the law. And they were striving to meet that standard. But they couldn't get there. So they were not qualified. But Christ came to pay it for us. So in fact, the standard has not changed. But Christ has met that standard for us. So now we qualify for everything. Yeah, the standard is still the same. You know, I mean, Jesus has not changed. The same thing that he said in the Old Testament, that if you do this, I'll do this. I mean, all those standards are still there. But Christ has met the standard for us. So we qualify for all everything. Every single thing. When you read Deuteronomy 28 and, in fact, the whole of Deuteronomy, you see a, lo- a whole lot of things. If you do this, I'll do this. If you do this, I'll do that. Christ has made a standard for us. Hallelujah. Mm. Amen. 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 So the richness of, of God's grace and mercies, you know, causes us to be humble before him. Because it causes us to be humble. You know, true humility in Christ. It's, it's not based on you know, the, the material possessions we have and probably even how we dress. And we say that, oh, in fact, you know, this pastor is very humble. He's always in a suit. No, no, that's not true humility in Christ. But true humility in Christ is seeing ourselves as God has made us to be or as Christ has made us to be. That's true humility in Christ. Amen. We don't see ourselves any less or even higher. That he has made us to be but we just see him as God sees us in the eyes of Christ amen mm-hmm. true, true humility is knowing that Christ is our source and glorying in that truth knowing that Christ is our source and glorying in that truth Paul said in Galatians 6 that God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world Say God forbid that he, he should glory or he should boast in anything, but, but in the Lord Jesus Christ, but in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we boast in that. That indeed, yes, he has made us who we are, and uh, not by not by our own strength. Oh, not because not because I'm smart. No, not because I, can, I I'm strong. No, but because Christ is my strength, and because he has favored me, he has had mercy on me. And provided for me because he is my healer he has healed me so i boast in that that my lord is a healer amen, amen. we boast in the finished work of the of, of christ on the cross we boast in that truth and that truth no one can take away from us because we experience him we experience him the fourth point i have here is faith believes and receive the pro. The provision of the cross you know faith is all we need you know we, we first talked about christ is everything that you know god wants for us is god's everything for us and we looked at the cross is the access point to everything and the cross also qualifies us for everything now faith is the it's what we used to connect and receive the things that are in christ for us everything christ has provided is available freely and access, accessible in Christ. And, in fact, everything we do as believers and even as preachers is to stir up the hearts of people, you know, to have faith in Christ. You know, why do why do we meet on weekends and why do we even pray on weekdays? All these things are to stir up our faith in Christ. Why do we read the books that we read, the Christian literature books? We read books on faith, we read books on healing. All these things that stir up our faith in Christ just to receive the things that have already been provided for us on the cross. Amen. I want want us to look at something in Acts 3, verse 1 to 6. Acts 3, verse 1 to 6. Um, I'll quickly read it here. It says, And Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain layman from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful to ask alms of them that entered the temple. Who seen Peter and John Who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an alms, and Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And I, w- I want us to see something in the verse 6. It says, Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none but such as I have, I give to thee. You see, I wanted to see the way, he, the way they possessed the finished work of Christ on the cross as theirs. He says, they don't have silver and gold, but such as I have. Who gave them that thing that they have that they want to give to the man? Christ died on the cross. So they knew they had that power to heal. So they said, mm. such as I have, I give to thee. And they said, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Mm. You see, they were not boasting here. You know, these days when you say some of these things, people will say that you are pompous, you are, you are boasting. No, no. Such as I have. Jesus died on the cross for us, so in fact, we have that power to heal. So when you call and say that, okay, anybody sick should come to me and I'll heal them. You are not boasting. Christ has died mm. on you and he has given you that power. So here they possessed it and they said, Such as I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. They possess the power because it has been freely given unto them. Hallelujah. 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 And and that is how we have to possess everything that Scripture says or the Spirit of God tells us that Christ has given unto us. Yes, we've received that gift of healing. We've received it. We've received peace. We've received joy we possess it. Yes, you can say that yes, I have joy. Because Christ has died on the cross for your joy, for your peace. Hallelujah. So we just, we just don't talk about it. But we possess it and make it our own. Because in fact it's our own. It's our own. And the last point I have here is the Holy Spirit is the revealer of what, of what is ours in Christ. He reveals unto us what is ours in Christ. And let me quickly read first Corinthians 2, from 9 to 12. It says, But as it is written, Eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save save the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given us of God. We have received the spirit of God, so we know the things that have been freely given unto us. So the Spirit of God is the revealer of everything that is ours in Christ. That is why I believe Pastor Sam always emphasizes, you know, the Spirit, and our walk with the Spirit, and how to walk in the Spirit, and the praying in the Spirit, and everything about the Spirit. In fact, whenever you talk to Pastor Sam, you always hear something about the Spirit. <laughs> and I believe the Spirit of God is very important. You know, without the Spirit, we would just be, you know, yes, we just be religious people. No... Knowing the truth, but not knowing how to walk in it. But the spirit of God is what works in us to walk in the truth and reveals those truths to us. And our spirit, our our relationship with Christ is like that of the vine to the branches, as we see in John 15. You know, Jesus is the vine, and we are the branches. And you know, every every nutrient, every mineral available in the vine it's also available to the branches the branches just have to you know suck the nutrients and the uh, the minerals to grow because they are connected to the vine but the moment they they are disconnected they die the branches die and that's the same connection we have with jesus christ and the holy spirit is what binds us it's what binds us to the vine as branches hallelujah You know, as believers, we draw draw from His fullness. The Bible says that the fullness of the God who dwells in Him, we draw from His fullness through the Spirit of God. So, you know, the more we fellowship with the Spirit of God and yield to Him, the more we tap into the vine and the things that He has for us. You know, that's why fellowship with the Spirit is very important. Yes, Christ is very important, and Christ is the Word. So studying the Word is important, but it's the Spirit of God who gives us understanding revelation, even into the Word. So I believe that cannot be overemphasized. We need that every, every moment. We need that every hour. We need that every day, every week, every year. We need that. We need a fellowship with the, the, the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Then lastly, the Holy Spirit empowers us even to be witnesses of Christ. You know, on, on Saturday I was thinking of something. You know, the disciples were with Jesus, you know, most of them for about three years. They saw the miracles he did. They saw him turn, you know, um, water to wine. They saw him feed the multitude with bread and fish. I mean, they saw him raise the dead. They saw him cast out demons. They saw a lot of things that he did. And who is a witness? A witness is someone, you know, who has seen something. And he tells other people what he has seen. He declares the truth. So the disciples, even after seeing all these things, Jesus still told them that they should wait for the Holy Spirit. And when he comes, he shall give them power to be witnesses. So is it that what the disciples saw wasn't enough? I mean, you know, they they have seen it all. They have seen him do all the miracles. So, I mean, with the little that they have seen, they could have been witnesses. But he still told them, no, wait for the Holy Spirit. And when the Spirit of God comes, you'll be witnesses of me, the Christ. Mm. Hallelujah. So we we, we cannot separate Christ from the Spirit of God. No, we cannot separate Christ from the Spirit of God. The promises that Christ has for us from the Spirit of God. No, we cannot separate. We cannot separate. They are together. The Spirit of God teaches us. And he shows us how to tap into the things that have been freely given unto us in Christ. So the more we fellowship with the Spirit of God, the more he shows us, the more he, he, he gives us the things that have been freely given unto us. The more he directs us on the things that we should do. Hallelujah. So, I mean, somebody can be sick and, you know, just probably not even pray, but just even praise God and the person is healed. And maybe you might be sick and go and do the same thing and nothing happens. Is the Spirit of God telling you to do that? Or all you have to do is just declare I am healed and you'll be healed? You see, I believe in in Christ, and when it comes to the things of the kingdom, we are not supposed to be copycats (laughs) or just imitators of anybody, but we we have to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. You see, it's not like the... You know, sometimes people have this notion in the church, like, you see, the holier you are, and, you know, that holiness, they base it on how much of maybe scripture you know, and maybe how much of prayer you can pray, and the holier you are, the more, you know, you receive from God and all those things. I mean, that's not what you see in scripture. Hmm. You know, yes, maybe you can preach than I can preach, you can pray than I can pray, you can fast than I can fast. Yes, but Christ has died for all of us. And he works with all of us individually. In fact, we all have different gifts. You know, maybe yours is teaching. Maybe mine is just helping or doing just something small somewhere. He has given us different talents, as we see in the parable of the talents. And we just have to work with what we have. But when it comes to the things that are freely given us unto Christ, I mean, in Christ, it's not based on how holy we are or, you know, how much we do or, you know. No, it's not based on all those things. It's just based on our faith and we yield into the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Um, time is so I just I just want us to pray. I just want us to pray in the spirit for a few minutes. You know and just ask God that this word that has come. You know, indeed, you know we, we all want to walk in the things that God has already provided for us in Christ. You see, when we walk outside, that's when we struggle and we get frustrated in life and even in ministry and in everything. But when we pray that indeed, you know, God, from today, reveal unto me, open my eyes that I will see. When I open the scriptures, show me the revelations in Christ Jesus. Show me the things that are freely given unto me in Christ. The things that I've been struggling for, the things that I've even thought I have to work for, reveal unto me in the name of Jesus. You want to lift up your voice and pray?